Good evening, and welcome to Monday Thursday worship here at Our Savior's Lutheran in Menominee. As we gather for worship, I invite you to light a candle and to gather some bread and some wine or juice so that you can celebrate Holy Communion during our worship service. I also want to let you know that there is an order of worship available online on our website. You can download that and print it off so that you can follow along and participate in the congregational responses. Our worship begins this evening with confession and God's word of love, grace, and forgiveness. Friends in Christ, in this Lenten season, we have heard our Lord's call to struggle against sin, death, and the devil, all that keeps us from loving God and each other. This is the struggle to which we were called at baptism. Within the community of the church, God never wearies of forgiving sin and giving the peace of reconciliation. On this night, let us confess our sin against God and our neighbor and enter the celebration of the great three days, reconciled with God and with one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the grace and mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Together we sing our gathering hymn, Come and Fill Our Hearts, number 528. We will sing it through three times.
On this Maundy Thursday, we hear from the Gospel of John, the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After Jesus had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify himself, him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you all, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Just imagine the disciples gathered with Jesus, having just shared the Last Supper together, even though John's Gospel, which I just read, doesn't include any details about that supper. John only mentions that During supper, Jesus gets up from the table and gets down on the floor to wash his disciples' feet. 
Just imagine. It was unheard of for a teacher, a rabbi, to do something so disgraceful. Imagine the faces of his disciples. Shocked, confused, anxious, worried that Jesus would wash their feet. Worried how dirty their feet were. That would be my first thought. Wait, I haven't properly prepared my feet to be washed. I haven't pre-washed them, perfumed them, removed the calluses, trimmed the nails. I would not want Jesus to see or touch my after-a-long-day-every-day dirty feet. Peter recoiled at the notion, too. But Jesus, holding somebody's dirty feet in his hands, makes clear that is exactly what he will do over and over again for Peter, for his disciples, for you and me, disciples, too, who are gathered virtually tonight. We are washed over and over again, saved day in and day out, brought forth from death into new life, not by our own doing and not by hiding the parts we'd rather no one else see or touch or even know about. We, like Peter, must learn to accept God's love for the pure gift that it is. When I imagine that night, if I were to close my eyes, what I would first see is a huge, heavy, rough wooden table with solid tree trunks for legs and thick planks anchored together to form the top, with massive and just as heavy benches gathered around it. The table, I imagine, that I can't help but imagine, is one I gathered around myself many years ago now, in the lodge at Christicon, a church backpacking camp in the mountains of Montana, where for two summers I lived and worked and gathered around a massive table to eat and sing and laugh and cry and learn so much about my own discipleship. That table at Christicon is what I see when I picture Jesus and his friends gathered around with their dusty feet tucked underneath them, all of them a little grimy from the trail. I mean for them, the streets of Jerusalem. But for me, it was the trail. And it was a table where disciples gathered too. Disciples who were often strong-willed, stubborn, sometimes a little clueless, sometimes difficult to get along with. Not me, of course. I was an angelic 21-year-old, as most 21-year-olds are. No offense to any of that age. One of the privileges of getting older is you keep learning how much you actually don't know. But for us, living 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with a staff of 30 people ranging in age from 18 to 35, was sometimes challenging. We came from different parts of the country, different traditions. We came with different expectations. Some were pumped up with church camp glee. Others were a bit more cynical and crispy. 
as future seminarians tend to be. Some believed themselves wise beyond their years. Some hadn't learned yet how to let other people talk during a conversation. There were love triangles and friend triangles and many, many strong opinions about food, chores, music, worship, theology, and of course, which college was really the best college. Gustavus, hands down. Yet, together, there we were, day in and day out, no escape, no privacy, no contact with the outside world. It was the early 90s, no cell phones, no internet. For better or worse, we were in it together. For better or worse, I did, by the way, meet my future husband at Christicon, so that worked out pretty well for me. But to be honest, there were people on our staff that often drove me crazy. Yet even those who drove me crazy for everything that made us different, there was so much more that we shared, so much more that connected us together. Living in the confines of such a community, we knew we couldn't just walk away from one another. We couldn't just cut each other off. We couldn't even easily ignore anyone because we needed one another and we knew it. We depended on each other. And so we worked it out. We learned to practice honesty, a little more patience and humility, a fair share of forgiveness. And over those summers, we learned how to be disciples together with all of our dirty, dusty feet in the mix. Because when you live day in and day out with people, you can't hide your dirty feet from them. And what a gift it is when you can stop trying to. That big table at Christicon is the picture I see when I imagine Jesus gathered with his friends, his disciples, when he shows them such love as to cradle their dirty, dusty feet in his hands, washing them with love, with his acceptance. Do you know what I have done for you, Jesus says. You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. But do you know, Jesus wasn't only a foot washer. It dawns on me that someone washed his feet, too. Just a chapter earlier in John's Gospel, Mary, Lazarus, and Martha's sister anointed Jesus' feet and wiped them with her hair, washed them with her love, her tears, her devotion. Jesus doesn't just show us how to love and serve others, how to forgive and begin anew. He also shows us how to accept that love, how to receive that love and grace for the gift that it is. Tonight, we receive God's gift of love and grace, and we are connected together in it. I wish we could all be gathered around a big old table. I wish we could see one another face to face. But the holy and wonderful truth about the table Jesus sets 
is that it has always connected us with sisters and brothers near and far. It has always connected us with disciples throughout time. And tonight is no different. Tonight, Jesus connects us together, gathers us around the biggest, widest, sturdiest table imaginable. Just as Jesus gathered on the night in which he was betrayed, soon to be denied, soon to be abandoned, Jesus gathered those he loved, and he washed their feet with his love, his acceptance. And he took bread and wine, giving it to them as a meal of love, too. His friends, his family gathered there with him, didn't, couldn't understand the fullness of what it would all mean. But Jesus knew. Jesus knew they would deny him and betray him and desert him. Yet, in an act of all-encompassing love, he blessed them, fed them, forgave them, loved them. There was nothing they would do or could do or fail to do that would cut them off from his love. So, too, there is nothing that can make you or me unwelcome at his table. Christ welcomes us, regardless of any sin, regardless of any regret we might hold on to, or any pain or injury we may have caused. Christ welcomes us to his table, in our truth, with our whole selves. Christ welcomes us in all of our diversity, young and old, male and female, gay and straight, every class, race, gender, identity, orientation, rich and poor, strong in faith, uncertain and wavering, Christ welcomes us in the fullness of who we are in our own unique, broken beauty. There is nothing that can ever take away our place at his table or make us either worthy or unworthy of it because a gift is not earned. It is given. At our Lord's table, we receive grace upon grace. At our Lord's table, we learn how to love one another better, dirty feet and all. For dirty feet are just real and honest feet that come to be washed, loved. These last few weeks, as I have led worship for our recordings to post on our website, as I look out at an empty sanctuary, I have to be honest, I keep seeing your faces. I keep seeing you where you typically sit, because we're being honest here tonight, and most of you do behave as if there is assigned seating here. There's not. You can sit wherever you want. But I see your faces. And as we receive the gift of this meal tonight, as we share it as worship leaders, we share it with you, too. We see you at the big and wide and sturdy table Jesus sets for all of us. May the love he pours out Fill us up and hold us fast, and may it overflow to be gift and grace to others. In the name of Christ.
Amen. I invite you to join in singing our hymn for this evening, Love Consecrates the Homeless Act. It's hymn number 360. peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. I invite you to share a sign of God's peace with those you are gathered with this evening. As we sing our offertory this evening, I encourage you to think about your own generosity and the ways in which you are called to be generous with the gifts of your time and your talent and your resources. We welcome your offering to OSL and to our shared ministry. You are invited to send that offering here to the church or to use our online giving option at our website at OSL. 
M-E-E-M-E.com. And now while we sing our offertory, I invite you to gather bread and wine or juice as we prepare to celebrate Holy Communion. says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And anyone who comes to me, I will never turn away. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this. For the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. With your holy ones of all times and places, we praise you, O God, blessed and holy Trinity, now and forever. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, we pray together as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. I invite you now to share Holy Communion with those who are gathered with you, or receive the gift of communion yourself, the body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. As we receive communion this evening, we hear a gift of special music by Pastor Heather and Michaela. They will be singing when you prayed beneath the trees. When you pray. 
The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, in a wonderful sacrament, you strengthen us with the saving power of your suffering, death, and resurrection. May this sacrament of your body and blood so work in us that the fruits of your redemption will show forth in the way we live. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A long tradition in the church is to strip the altar on Monday, Thursday in preparation for Good Friday. Psalm 22 quoted by Jesus from the cross, is often chanted during this time. Tonight, Ted Benson will chant our psalm as Pastor Heather and I strip the altar. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Yet you are the Holy One, enthroned on the praises of Israel. 
Our ancestors put their trust in you. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried out to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not disappointed. But as for me, I am a worm and not a man, scorned by all and despised by the people. All who see me laugh me to scorn. They hurl insults, they shake their heads, saying, He trusts in the Lord, let the Lord deliver him. Let him rescue him if he delights in him. Yet you are the one who took me out of the womb and kept me safe on my mother's breast. I have been entrusted to you ever since I was born. You were my God when I was still in my mother's womb. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many young bulls encircle me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their jaws at me, like a slashing and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, all my bones are out of joint. My heart within my breast is melting wax. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth and you have laid me in the dust of the grave. Packs of dogs close me in, a band of evildoers circles round me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones, people stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, be not far away. O my strength, hasten to my aid. Deliver me from the sword, my life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of wild bulls you have rescued me. I will declare your name to my people. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, give praise. All you of Jacob's line, give glory. Stand in awe of the Lord, all you offspring of Israel. For the Lord does not despise nor abhor the poor in their poverty, Neither is the Lord's face hidden from them, but when they cry out, the Lord hears them. From you comes my praise in the great assembly. I will perform my vows in the sight of those who fear the Lord. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Let those who seek the Lord give praise. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of nations shall bow down before him. 
for dominion belongs to the Lord, who rules over the nations. Indeed, all who sleep in the earth shall bow down in worship. All who go down to the dust, though they be dead, shall kneel before the Lord. Their descendants shall serve the Lord, whom they shall proclaim to generations to come. They shall proclaim to a people yet unborn the saving deeds that he has done. Go now in peace, O people of God. Share the good news through your faith, your love, and your life. We gather again for worship tomorrow on Good Friday. I remind you that all of our worship services can be found on our website at oslme.com. And until we see you face to face, thanks be to God for you. <laughs>